0: Sunday! Don't close your baby booze till you check with Mike. No more wimpy sports for your Sunday night. It's Sports Plus! It rocks, it rolls, it sweats, it chokes. This sports show's gonna shake and bake you down to your bones. Backen down the hatches and move to higher ground. It's Mike Bush's Sports Plus! Hear the thunder, feel the power. It's boss sports like you've never seen them before. With a live man inside! It'll blow you away. Sports Plus! Sunday! Be there! This is no Mama Boys sports show. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, my we, goodness.
1: <laughs> we just heard probably the greatest prom- promo in St. Louis television history, <laughs> I think.
0: That right. was actually, that promo was so old. That was pre-Frank Cusimano. That's yeah. how old that is. Really? Yeah. What year was that? I would say that was like 86, 87, <gasps> oh, something like that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was, <laughs> right, after, it was right after we started Sports Plus, and it, it kind of, you know, I had to, I, people may not remember this, but. Our 10.30 show on Channel 5 was Love Connection. Remember Chuck Woolery, 2 and 2? Yeah. And I had to go up to Bill Bolster's office. He was the general manager at the time. Because a friend of mine, who Fred Rogan, who used to be uh, or still is yeah. the, the huge sportscaster in, in Los Angeles at KNBC, told me, you've got to have a Sunday night show. He says, you're not going to make any hay in any market unless you have a Sunday night show. So he told me that. So I went up and I basically begged him to give me a sh- show on Sunday nights. And He said, "Okay, I'll give you seven minutes, maybe ten, but then we're going right to the Love Connection." Do you see these ratings for the Love Connection? Do you know how good these ratings are. Um, and so, so we did it. It was just a, it was just a little th- extra after the newscast, um, but people watched, and then it started getting bigger. And pretty soon we were an hour, so it it it, it took off pretty well. well but but i had to work uh, for i don't know 5 or 6 7 years 6 days a week cuz he wouldn't let me off on fridays really yeah he wouldn't let me he says if you're going to do it you got to still work fridays so oh. but you know that's something you, you just have to do that
1: sounded like a wrestling inspired promo yeah. right there is that what you Well you're the voice
0: with? of Chuck Carners, who was channel 5's voice for many 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 years and he could do a lot of different things if you go back and you listen to the old Sally Jesse Raphael yeah. and Jerry Springer and those, he was the voice of yeah. those those folks. But he was also Channel 5's voice back then.
1: Live Live Sports with a real live man inside. <laughs> yeah. is my favorite line yeah. from that.
2: <laughs> Pretty risque too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, little throwback to open the open the show here. Yeah. The Sports Plus Podcast, Episode Two. So let's go to the big story around town. Obviously, last night, Frank, you were at the game, Blues game, Blues moving on to the second round. What's your guys' main takeaways from the series? This is there's been so many times I think here we go again. They're gonna they're just gonna blow it again, but this blues team looks a little different.
2: Yeah, I think um the takeaway from the series and the takeaway from the second half of the season is where's the weakness? Now I'm not saying they're Gretzky's oilers. I am saying that, you know, for the first time in history you got three defensemen with ten or more goals. You have uh, the first time in history, I think you have 13 guys with 10 or more goals. You got four lines. You got an unbelievable goaltender. You got this coach that everybody respects the heck out of, who doesn't crack a smile. I mean, it's just, I, I I'm, I'm looking, but I just, it's almost like trying to find a flaw with Bo Derrick. You just can't.
0: <laughs> but there's a feeling, you know. This there is, is, this is the thing. There's a feeling, and, and this is what happens. I, I you remember the, I mean, you remember Las Vegas's runs last year. Remember the LA Kings run when when uh, their goalie was quick. just he was quick he yeah. he could not nobody could beat him and and, and you just got the feeling yeah. that they were that nobody's going to be able to beat them. You kind of have that feeling now. I I I don't want to get too ahead of yeah. ourselves because well, we're in St. Louis. Goes. We're in St. Louis and it's the Blues. It's only and, been 52 years. Yeah, <laughs> and I know the history. But there is kind of a sense, a feeling that from where they were in last place this year, yeah. Um, to get to this point, it's it's it, it I've got that. Did feeling. you guys feel that way in ninety
1: six? With this team before <laughs> before Iserman and I guess oh, what Grant Fuhr got hurt, right? It was a really yeah. good team. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean they had let's face it, they had roster. They had a roster one year when they had Brett, Grant Fuhr, Al McInnes, Chris Pronger, or, and Wayne Gretzky. They yeah. had five Hall of Famers. Yeah. And yet, I almost have a better pulse for this team.
0: <laughs> yeah, because none of that. Again, it's it's momentum. It's it's confidence. And it's, it's the all, goaltender. Yeah, and it's the goaltender. It's all those things that, that kind of uh, a hot goalie can carry. Yeah, it, it really way. can. You
2: know, I was thinking last night because he did let up um, another goal late. Gretzky, I remember asked when we were doing a story on Grant Fuhr, would say that Grant'll give up three, but if we've scored four, he's not going to give up the fourth. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to get that feeling about him because his goals against average has not been unbelievable in the postseason, although it was the best in the regular season. I'm starting to believe that if the Blues are going to score three, he's not going to give up three. Yeah. He may give up two, but he's kind of has that fewer, and I hate to compare a rookie to a Hall of Famer, yeah. but he's given you that pulse for the last you know half of the season.
1: He's got ice in his veins. Who so,
0: so yeah, I was asking you this on the, on the air on Channel 5. I was asking you who would you rather play. Would you yeah. rather play Nashville where you have this bitter rivalry and they're just down the road? Or would you rather play Dallas, and we didn't have much success against Dallas?
1: Blues year. were four and one against Nashville, yeah. one and three against Dallas.
2: Yeah, I for some reason I I, I want to see the Nashville series. I just so do I. it'd just be great theater. Forty-minute flight, four-hour drive, and you've had success against them, but I don't think we are. I think Dallas is going to win the series.
1: Well, I think oh, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan just kill the Blues. Yeah. The Stars and the Sharks, and it used to be the Kings. You don't want to see them in the playoffs if you're the Blues. They just have yeah. their number, I Jamie think.
2: Ben will score, and then he'll beat you up, too. Yeah. He is really nasty. He's,
1: he's one of those guys that you watch him play against the Blues and, oh, I hate this yeah. guy. But I'm sure he's like the favorite player for all of them there. Um, okay, let's move on. The other big story this past week, Frank's kind of on this beat. The MLS announcement that they're going to be going to 30 teams right away. What do you think, how has your maybe thought process changed over this week since this announcement?
2: Well, I mean, it's you have to be almost euphoric about it because you were one of two teams fighting for one spot, and now they're adding three. So, granted, we've botched a lot of things and had a lot of near misses as <laughs> Mike will attest with football and other things, but we can't screw this up, not with, You know, the two families involved, not with Carolyn Kendall Betts and with Jim Cavanaugh.
1: What do you think the timeline looks like now?
2: Well, we're going to be 2022. Jim has always said they can't go any earlier. San Jose probably could go 2021, but we'd be 2022. Sacramento? I mean, excuse me, Sacramento, Sacramento, yeah. I have San Jose in my mind with hockey. But yeah, I think it's nothing but good news. And In fact, Jim Cavanaugh is going to be in our studio tomorrow at 230 And um, they've unveiled the plans of this state-of-the-art stadium. It really looks—I mean, I got to see the plans.
0: It really looks amazing. It looks like a terrific facility, and it's—you know—this is one of those things. When you take a hit like we've taken, losing two football teams, you just—you kind of look for a win. You kind of look for a win, and now things are falling into place, and it looks like this is going to be a win for St. Louis, and I think that's what you can get excited about. This is going to be a win for St. Louis sports fans and hopefully for the entire city.
2: And and what would you expect when you have enterprise and worldwide technology together? Do you think you'd have a dump for a stadium? I mean, these (laughs) two went to, like, six different stadiums themselves. Yeah. And got the best little features of every stadium. And when you have Enterprise and WWT together, you know you're building the Taj Mahal. Yeah. I
1: think I saw the actual pitch is going to be like lower yes. into the ground, and then you're kinda gonna be around it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. And if I'd supposed to still be across from Union Station, right, Frank? Isn't that the scary? Absolutely? Yeah. So, yeah. so they fix Union Station up with the aquarium, they got the MLS stadium right across from And it. you know who the
2: happiest person in the world is? The family that owns Maggie O'Brien,
1: because oh. <laughs> yeah. that place it already does a good business. Now yeah. so now
2: will be the most popular restaurant in
0: the country.
1: So you guys, over the years, cover either the steamers or STLFC. What do you think, really, the the fan base is going to be like well, for here's, MLS? Well, here's team? what's
0: interesting. When I first uh, got to St. Louis in 1985, you know the Blues were uh, you know a perennial uh, uh, um, a playoff team. They they made the playoffs every year for many many years. The steamers, yeah. at the old arena outdrew the blues in those years. Yeah. I mean, I remember Harry Ernest calling me, the owner of the blues calling me on the phone to promote the Blues. Don't forget, we're playing uh, Could you know, you do the a Boston Bruins. Shot, to, yeah, we're <laughs> playing the Boston Bruins tonight. And, uh, but the steamers would get 19,000 people in that place because they put on a show. It wasn't. I mean, indoor soccer was kind of fun anyway, but it was also a big show. There was a good pregame. There was a good halftime. They they, and there was a lot of local players on the team, Um, so you know there is a great soccer base here. And uh, so uh, you know, uh, I just I I I think it's going to be very successful. You don't need to get sixty thousand people to to see MLS to 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 be successful.
2: Yeah, they're going to start with twenty-two thousand, and that is the one thing. I know we're a soccer crazy city. I just want it to be a success so much that, boy, I just hope we can get 22,000 in there. Can you imagine in 2022, the spring, when you have a Cardinal game, a Blues playoff game, MLS soccer, who knows, maybe even the XFL, you know? It's not a bad night downtown.
0: Right.
1: Uh, Moving on to the Cardinals. Uh, Let's go back a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, I kind of dove into Christian Yelich's dominance of the Cardinals and brought up some other Cardinals killers over the years. First, Yelich. Yelich has 18 home runs in 19 RBIs in seven games against the Cardinals this year. Have you guys ever seen anybody Wait, on not, how many home runs? Not 18. Eight, eight, eight home eight. runs. Okay, oh, did yeah. I say 18? Yeah. Eight home runs, 19 RBIs, and seven. Yeah. it feels like
0: 18. Yeah, it does. In <laughs> just seven games, he's hitting 500 against the Cardinals. You know what bugs me? We should have had him. Oh. That's what bugs me. It bugs me. We
2: got the wrong Marlins. got.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the guy. They if they would have been a little bit more patient. But he he, hey, he could have been on the team. You
1: can't say Marcelo Zuna is not entertaining no. out
0: there climbing the fence. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is. <And> he's <laughs> but he probably isn't going to be here next oh, year. Yeah, yeah I agree. And Yelich, had he performed like this for the Cardinals, uh, now, you know they would have they they probably wouldn't have. That's a good
2: point be... because the guy going tomorrow, Jack Flaherty, would be on the Marlins right now. That's yeah, yeah right that's, that's what they yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true.
2: And you know what? I'm not saying that's the wrong thing. I'd rather have Christian Yelich than Jack Flaherty, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But that would have been a lot to give up.
0: That's true. Time. Yeah, we still don't. We, we think we've got something special in Flaherty. And I, and I do believe he's going to be something special. But we don't know for sure. We know for sure. And we know for sure about Yellich.
1: Yeah. So I kind of pulled the newsroom, got some help from Andy Moeller, our sports producer, about guys that have just killed the Cardinals over the years. Aramis, Aramis Ramirez, Ramirez comes to mind. Yes. Dave Parker jumped Dave Parker. Me. I had his stats right here. Dave Parker hit 300, 314. Uh, in 190 games against the Cardinals, he hit 29 home runs, 126 <laughs> RBIs oh for his career. In how many games? Uh,
2: 190. Okay.
0: So, more than a full season. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Ryan Isn't it amazing how that happens? How some people just do so well against. Well, certain, like, but I mean, Bud I mean, Norris against the Cardinals? Bud Norris. Yeah, right. A-
1: any no name lefty that somebody calls up right. against the soft Cardinals. Tossing. Yes, Soft right. tossing lefties kill him, too. Ryan Howard, the hometown kid, oh, yeah. has 23 home runs, 69 RBIs, and 70 games against the Cardinals. Yeah. That's insane.
0: And it never works out where you get one of these players, where they're a Cardinal killer, and then they come to the Cardinals, then nothing.
1: Well, Berkman. No, Norris,
0: Berk- Norris was all right last Berkman year. Berkman
1: and Beltran are maybe the two outliers. Yeah. Because I was looking at theirs. They, they – but I wonder the if their stats good.
2: were much better against the Cardinals than they were everybody else since they were so dynamic offensively. Yeah, they offensively were just good all over. Careers. Yeah.
1: None of these like random guys like yeah, like a Bud Norris. Yeah. So, how concerned are you guys about the rotation, especially maybe guys not going very long? Michaelis had a good start yesterday, but another well, How
2: about the stat they were like the fourth team in Major League history to go 19 games into a season and yeah. not have one starter go yeah. 7 innings? Now, Michaelis ended that yesterday with the 8 innings, but Look, it's, it's it's like we're talking four or five starts. Um, Wainwright, if this is Wainwright, we have three good starts and two bad starts, I'll take it. And I think that Michaelis is figuring it out. Flaherty will be fine. Walk is the key. I think if has stayed healthy and was really good, that's a difference maker
0: right there. See, I, I, I mean, I was worried before the season started. About, about the rotation? About the rotation. Because, I, I mean, to me, what I would do right now is go get Dallas Keichel.
1: Still out there. I mean,
0: he's still out there, and, I, and and he's a lefty, and I think he's he's better than anybody else they can throw out there, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Mikelis and Flaherty. Okay, I'll take those two. After that, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, I nobody roots harder for Adam Wainwright than I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, I hope he wins 20 games. I root for him so hard, but, you know, I just don't think – He's, he's still got it. He's already been better this year than right. I thought we were going to see. And maybe him. maybe Frank's right. Maybe it's you know uh, you know two good starts and one bad. I'd take that too. But then what? Yeah. I mean, I, walk out. You can't count on his health. Dakota Hudson, I don't know what what we've got there. Well, Ray, Reyes is going to make a start, or he, he did make a start the other day in the minor innings, leagues. Three innings, I think he had one hit. But you know, he, his arm strength's not going to be at the point where he's going to be a, a big contributor in the starting rotation. I just, I think yeah. it's a lot of mediocrity and a lot of uncertainty, and I, I just really worry about it. And you know, if if they want to win, they could go get this guy, and 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 they might win.
2: Well. There's still Carlos Martinez to come, and that's granted, that's yeah, a big but, question but, mark. But he's.
0: But everybody's he's talking about him in the mark. bullpen. Yeah.
2: Um I did ask Bill the Third about Dallas Keuchel, and the answer could not have been less More enthusiastic. No. Yeah, yeah. And I think I hate to say it, but I think what happened last year with Holland kind of guy not getting a full well, sure.
1: full spring training there a little yeah. weird. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, but let's see what that. happens in July and see where they are, and if there's somebody else who might be available. I mean. Uh, there is some history there where they go out and try to get somebody. Um, I, I personally think they're going to need somebody by, by the time we get to the all-star break.
1: Last thing here before we wrap up, who's the one guy so far this year that's impressed you the most? Mine's Paul DeYoung. It, for more than anything, he's, I think, their most important offensive player because they don't have a backup shortstop, a true backup shortstop. So he's going to play every single game, and he's hitting third this year. He's hitting three twenty six. In his last seven games, he's hitting three forty five. So he's really taking it to another level, I think. And he's, I think he's benefiting from guys like Goldschmidt and Ozuna behind him. And I think he's getting some more pitches to hit. Who sticks out to you guys?
2: I'd go the combination of Gant and Brebbia. Uh, because, you know, let's, let's face it, we thought there were going to be some really big names in middle relief, whether it's Carlos and Reyes. That didn't work out. And these two have just been unhittable. John Gant, you know, demoted from the starting rotation, has probably been their most valuable pitcher so I'd go with those two as a combination.
1: Well, especially since Andrew Miller hasn't quite been no. what we thought we'd to no, see from him and yet. that's
0: concerning as well. Yeah. I, I, I'll put in a good word for Dexter Fowler because here's a guy who, you know, is coming off a terrible season, and then you have the fans who absolutely just destroyed him over the winter. What are they doing with this guy? And he's come out and he's played very solid baseball, and I think he's got a good attitude and – you know, I'm not expecting him to, to light up the world, but I'm glad to see he's, he's on the right track, and it's, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah. He, I, think, I think a happy Dexter Fowler helps to make a happy clubhouse. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It I would agree. be nice if he's really productive, and that right field develops into a platoon where Fowler hits from the left side and Jose hits from the right side. Because, look. you got to put
0: him in the lineup. Absolutely. Yeah, the
2: more at-bats, that guy gets the better. I, Jose, agree. Yeah, I agree. He has That to. guy
0: just is a hitter. Well,
1: I'm sitting out there. I was sitting in the press box today looking out, and we got Ozuna, Fowler, and Martinez. And I thought, wow. oh, God, hopefully nobody hits it out there. <laughs> but I'll get as many at-bats from those guys right now as I can. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode of the K Sports Plus Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, back next week.